So, guys, this Hello. is Slappercast episode number 68. See if you just Next week, baby. In. Next week. Just, just stay in bed a little bit longer. And you, could have, you could have just gone straight to the... Straight to 69. Stampede exactly. straight <laughs> towards oh, the... Oh. Yeah. Well, um, yes, so it is. It's, we're slapping again. And uh, uh, it's late now, but it's on time where we are. Very, very, very happy birthday to Judy. Yes. And uh, I think she's a little over 21, and she is uh, <laughs> uh, just a, one of our favorites, absolute favorites. Uh, for for re- oh, well, Why is she our favorite, Chad? Because she's my mom. That's right. She's also the coolest mom in the whole world. Was that agreeable, or was that... That's Everybody's dubious. allowed to, to, to take it's issue with that. Exactly right. You got your own mom. Oh, I'm going to assume exactly she's right. cooler than my mom. You. Kidding. Kidding, mom. <laughs> Ooh, gonna, you're grounded. Uh, so very happy. And also John Dania, our, our, you know, who's a, another favorite mother of ours, but a different kind of mother, if you know what I mean. Mm. Uh, John, happy birthday. Sincerest happy birthdays. Um, and, uh, and, and, and before, b- before we get going to it, got to say, got to say, Big, big thank you to Keith over at A&A Supplies for uh, having us out. Yeah. Also for Peter and Kathy Duncan for coming out and sitting front row with, with a bottle of uh, champagne mm-hmm. celebrating <laughs> the, their first outing. So just huge, huge honor for us to have them there. But also, you know, to, that, that was their first trip out. And, of course, the, the, the one and only Jeff Duncan just killing it. I mean, just absolutely murdering it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yesterday, so and and everybody else that came out too, Beth and uh, Brett, Brett, Brett yeah. Beth and Beyond, Brett and Beth and Beyond, exactly. <laughs> uh, good one, Chad. They brought us they brought yeah. us some beer, thanks. so thanks yeah. for the beer. Yeah, yeah. thank you so yeah. much. Yeah, cool. cool. Just just I mean, and everybody in, in, in the neighborhood. I mean, all those people that came out and you know brought lawn chairs and sat out in the car park, hundred feet away, but still, it's just just phenomenal. So we're 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 always great. And then uh, I have to say all this now because if I don't, you know, we'll get going and then. We'll miss it, but uh, Declan Dunn in uh, in Dublin, and um, uh, uh, of course, you know his his sister Wynn and her husband Bernard in in uh, Bernard in uh, Liverpool, and uh, and of course the Carr brothers who had uh, you know we, we spoke to yesterday and uh, just just so many so mm-hmm. many uh, anyway so yeah. There were a lot. I mean, th- th- we had a lot of people very ge- being generous yesterday. Oh, too. extremely! And, and, and Sandy, of course, my friend Sandy, who I've known since on the Dole days. Uh, she, 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 she and the Car Brothers. I think we're at the f- first or second on the Dole show. Uh, I've known her, and she, uh, she not only is she uh, a Blackguard fan, but she's she's also uh, she. You know, she follows the Mighty Orc, who is a. Uh, you know, as anybody in Houston knows, just an absolute treasure. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he's he's been a friend longer than, longer than than uh, than I've than I knew what he, you know before I knew what he could do, mm-hmm. and it, and seeing him now and hearing the stuff he's putting out is just it, it's second to none. He's entered national blues competitions and placed first or second or something. Really, I mean, just incredible talent, and uh, so. Uh, so we so we, we just we, we we want to say thank you to everybody and um, so many people to thank. Mm. Yeah, yeah, too many. Yeah. So what's on our agenda today? 
Um, today we were going to talk. Oh, we also want to we want to thank for uh, thank uh, thank Kay for the coffee oh, again. Yeah. We're we're doing yes. some stovetop today. So uh, cheers, everybody. Yeah, cheers. Quote quote uh, Paul Beebe. And uh, yeah, so and and we're back in the studio. We're uh, Paul uh, of Beetle fame here in Houston. He uh, he came out uh, of hiding, and we're back in the studio and doing some really really fun stuff in there. And uh, looking forward to um, getting back this week and uh, hammering out some more stuff. So it's it's it really does. It feels like it feels like there's a there's a a clearing. You know, there feels like there's a little pathway. I think know, so. That's starting to show itself, and you know, if everybody takes care of everybody, you know, you just take care of yourself. You know, the the mm-hmm. you know, to quote the airlines, you know, you put the you put your own mask on first. You know, screw the little <laughs> bugger beside you, and you know, until you get you you, you know, because if you don't take care of yourself, you can't take care of anyone else. So that's how yeah, it is. true enough. Yeah. So, so the bars we mentioned last week, the bars are going to be opening. We weren't sure exactly when, but it turned out to be Friday. Or depending on when some bars opened at midnight, as O'Bannon's did, opened yeah. at midnight on Thursday night. As soon as they were able to. Who did? O'Bannon's in College Station. Holy shit. Yeah. Wow. yeah. They, well, they, they were chomping yeah, I mean, at the bit. You know. They have, we've spoken about them so many times, but Chris and them, they brought good beer mm-hmm. to, to College Station. Mm-hmm. You know, where, where, where you were doing the 10 cent, you know, little draft you know, dreg, crap beer, whatever other places. Natural light ice. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. They would, but you know, um, Chris would drive to all different locations, you know, as far as he could go to get, to make sure that they had the best beer for their clientele. Mm -hmm. And they, they, they taught, they taught their Mm -hmm. clientele how to enjoy and different kinds and blah, 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 and craft breweries and blah, blah, blah. So, so there are people, the people in College Station were gutting for this place to open. And so midnight, oh, yeah, good very for appropriate. So. I, I, sent, I sent Patrick this picture when I saw it. So it's so, it's so, it's so brilliant uh, in order to, tr- to keep the social distancing and as much, as much in check as he can in a bar, sure. which is not much. Um, they made a table service only. So you have to be waited on in order to get your beer. They're serving in, in plastic cups yep. for now, just to reduce the. I think everybody should be doing that. Yeah, right now. yeah, yeah. And uh, but also to prevent people from from congregating around the bar, they erected this barricade of kegs from one end of the bar to the other, <laughs> and it looks it looks really cool. You know, nice. it's, it's in character with the pub, so it just it doesn't. You know, it's it's you know it's a drag that they have to that anybody has to institute any kind of precautions at all. I understand that why. You know, it's. You want, to, you want to go to you know, go to a bar. You want to be able to relax and not have to think about crap. But we're not quite there yet. But yeah. I just thought he was so cool. He was able to to do that with kind of making it fun. You know, it's like okay, can't can't go can't go up the bar up to the bar. But here's this it's a wall of oh, that's, kegs. Yeah, that's, that, those you are know? all good. Those are all good points that I think a lot of bars should be you know taking note of too. You know? Yeah, like, and, and and we spoke about this yesterday while we were setting up. Some of us were a little late, <laughs> but we won't go into that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we won't. You're damn right you won't. <laughs> well, you never work in this town again. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we, we spoke about it yesterday. The, the, the people, again, online, and please bleep this, Chad, these cocksuckers online that are, uh. Uh, you know, that, that are giving these bars grief about how they're 
keeping their staff and themselves safe. Mm-hmm. And I don't care what you think about this. This is, I don't care how you feel about it, but if somebody else, if your neighbor is in, you know, if they feel that they're in peril and there's, there's a, there's a chance that you're going to get sick and they have, but they want to come out and they want to be with, you know, be with others, you know, do not begrudge them that, that, you know, that, that they're, Right, you know, they, yeah. they they have the right to go out and, and and have a drink and meet people, but they want to be safe. Don't begrudge. And 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 if you're a selfish wanker and you you you're going to make fun of and boycott and spread false statements, you know, whatever you're going to do, you know, the, the, that's the that's the the, the the horrible thing about this yeah. time that we're in is everybody's so entitled on their on their little keyboard and they're you know they're able to spout yeah. whatever crap they want and this throw this venom at these mm. people that are trying to make a living and mm. so I so if you don't want to wear a mask I say go lick every doorknob and every toilet seat that you can <laughs> find and you know you know because anyway yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a little aggressive right now. Yeah, right. So, so because right I, I just you. see it all the time, and I see, I, I saw somebody else going, uh, uh, another, another faux full time musician, uh, on there saying something about crappy little wet live streams. So, so, and that's absolutely fine for you. We have been in touch with so many people that we love, and I mean that that, that this band loves, and that has been so good to us. And we were in touch with them through that, and we we're able to play for them through that. And you know, you, you're you know your band that can't play in a toilet, you know that can't get you know a, a gig in a you know in a, in a you know on a street corner. You, you know to, to to be throwing shit at other bands, just. You know, it well. I mean, also, yeah. it's kind of showing people's true colors. Yes. like that's that. That's what you believe in. That's that's fine, but it's wrong. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not the way the rest of people tend to believe. Yeah, and like you know, like that bar that was telling people to wear. Did we mention the name of the bar? It would. I get, would. Yeah, it was under the volcano. Under the volcano. Peter, okay. Peter Mitchell, Mitchell, good one friend, of the most passionate, yeah. really really good friend. I've been playing town. there for yeah fifteen years now, and I yeah. worked with the guy. He, and you he and, worked with me over yeah. the Club. Okay, so there you go. Okay, so good guy. And what does he want to do? He wants to open up to take care of his clientele. Yeah. But he wants to open up to take care of his staff as well. Yeah. And if you can't get behind that, then fuck all. I know. Get out. I mean, yeah. it's... Just don't, don't come. And, but you don't so, need to so, bitch so about here, it. Yeah, again, I, I, I really... I, I thought long and hard about yeah, yeah. even <laughs> saying this, because I don't like this. I like this to be a little light, lighthearted and whatnot. But I just... You know, for the people... That, you know, example, Jeff. Jeff's got two small kids. And his wife is on the front line. When I say on the front line, she's on the front line. She's in the thing. And also, uh, Lori and Enzo. You know, mm-hmm. Enzo went into hospital and Lori, uh, she's, she had, she didn't have any thought about having to stay, but they, the, the, if she wanted her dad to have, he, he needs a surgery. He's, he's having a really hard time breathing, but it's not a, it, it, it's a, it's a long, it's a long, long story, but it, it's been a, it's been an ongoing issue. It's not COVID. It's not anything. Like, it, it's just, it's an ongoing issue. And, uh, Enzo is a, uh, he's, he's a very spry, you know, late seventies, uh, uh, late 70 year old man, but he's, um, he's having, so he, he has to have this surgery. They knew it was coming. 
and it interrupts his breathing and his eating and stuff like that. So she, she brings him to the hospital and they say, look, we are going to operate. We can't do it yet. We need, you know, a few days. So you either leave him and don't see him till afterwards because you can't come in and come out. Right. So this is a hospital. They know what they're doing. They're, they're, they're not doing it for politics and they're not doing it for. So if, if you want to stay, then you got to stay. You got to stay and you can't have visitors and, you know. So she's stuck in there too, and she's not comfortable. She's not, but she did. There wasn't a thought. She goes, "Yeah, I'm going to take care of my dad." You know, yeah, of course. So, uh, and the hospital wants to take care of him by by saying these precautions, like, "Yeah, you either leave or you stay, and you stay for the duration." Yes, yeah. So, and 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 Lori, as anybody that knows Blackguards knows how she and Chris take care of this band. They do stuff that. That that we just don't have time to. They they, they just do so many things for us. Mm-hmm. And we're 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 so great. But mm-hmm. th- that's what I'm talking about. It, is is there's so many? You know, you have your opinion and you have your your facts that you're getting from wherever. And 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 fair play to you. Wherever you're getting your facts, I hope <laughs> they make sense to you because I don't know where you're getting them because I don't know where 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 half of them are. That I just want. I want to be careful. I want to take care of my family and my friends. And uh, you know just make sure that everybody's comfortable around us. So we're, we're, we're going to do what we feel is necessary. You know, we definitely want to get back out and play. And this, this, this laying around crap is getting old. And, um, so, but we want to, you know, we, 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 we want to make sure that we're safe. People around us are safe and we don't want to be. Yeah. 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 It, it, it just, it strikes me so strange. I know that people are, are still scared you know, and freaking out about this in some respects. And I think a lot of times when people lash out, I don't want to wear a mask, you know, screw you guys. You know, it, it, internally, I think they're freaking out because the world is changing and they don't know how to handle it. You know, that's part of it. I'm saying I'm being very generous with that. But it, it's just funny to me that we've had, for example, we've had seatbelt laws nationwide, right? For decades now. Didn't used to be a thing. When, when our parents were growing up, it wasn't a thing. At least in my, not, not all states. I don't know where it started, but. It used to not even be. It wasn't. Yeah, and seatbelts weren't even standard in, in cars back in the day, too. But now we, we kind of take it for granted. I realize that I'm sure there's plenty of people who don't wear the seatbelt, but, you know, that's at the risk of getting pulled over. That's for your own safety, you know? Nobody else benefits from you wearing a seatbelt well, except I, I the cleanup crews, right? Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> <right>. You know? <laughs> the masks are for other people's safety. They could help you. Depends on what kind of mask it is and what, what conditions you're wearing it under, I guess, or how long you're wearing it, but... The point of it is to protect the people around you, not you. So if you go out there bitching and mask, it's it's right now it is the most inconsiderate and selfish thing that you can do. And I understand if you don't believe if you don't believe this, you think this is a big hoax. Great, it's not. You don't get to make that decision for other people and the people around you, especially the employees of the businesses that you're patronizing. So. I just wanted to get that two, out. Two things. Yeah, a buddy of mine just posted this on on Instagram. It's picture of Anthony Hopkins from Sounds of the Lambs, and it said, Hannibal Lecter wore a mask for your safety. He did, because if not, he would have eaten it. Yeah. Second thing is, Charlie Sanders, I mean, no Charlie Sanders, Chuck Savage, bass player, played with Mike Stinson back in the, anyway, he's a comedian as well, apparently, and, uh, and he used to say, opinions are like assholes. Everyone has one, and they all stink. Mm-hmm. So, to yeah. your point about getting online and, and, and spouting off whatever, it's your opinion, but it's probably wrong. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. It probably stinks. And, but, but again, like, uh, like, like my friend Michelle said, it's really easy 
to hate from afar. Yeah. Hmm. It's really difficult. It's the easiest thing that people can do these days. Mm -hmm. That's one of the funniest examples of that, that aspect of human behavior is road rage. I don't know if, uh, if you've you noticed this, but the, the oatmeal, if you have the comic, the oatmeal, you're mm-hmm. familiar with them. Yeah. He had a funny illustration of this once of, you know, of an example of uh, people cutting each other off on the sidewalk. And it's like being very, Oh, excuse me. Sorry. Pardon. Didn't mean to run. And then cutting each other off in traffic. It's like, I'm going <laughs> to kill you Get on your grave. God damn you to hell. Yeah. It's yeah. It's because there's a separation, you know, yeah. and part of it is, is also you're, I think well in cars, obviously your tension is rack, rack, ratcheted up because you're, at the wheel of this huge killing machine. Too. True. Might have something to do with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But anyway. Anyway. Yeah. All right. Now on to the fun stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Please. Yeah. AIDS. Yeah. Uh, no. AIDS. <laughs> yeah. So that's the, that's the, uh, the, the, so we spoke last week, we, we were, we were going through all these bands and, and, uh, one of the bars that opened close to, to me, uh, and again, this will get me in trouble again, but I live in trouble. Um, one of the there's a bar that opened up down the street, and it's uh, they were playing Red Hot Chili Peppers, and I was thinking, what I would give for for somebody to put a real singer in that band, because you know the rhythm section was all right, guitar player was okay, yeah, Uh, you know Flea's a great bass player, great great entertainer, great, great, great showman, Chessmith's a really great drummer, yes. Yeah, I think for for me though, the and I don't mean to cut you out there, but the Chili Peppers are one of those bands where the 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 the, the whole is terrible, but the parts <laughs> like maybe two out of four, maybe even three out of four, depends on the guitar player, are good. But the singer is 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 the the wild card. But yeah. I don't th- I don't think I mean I think when Chad plays with other bands, I think when Flea plays with other bands, I think what's his name was. Uh, uh, Dave Navarro, when he was with the, with the, with the, with Jane's Addiction was fantastic, mm-hmm. but you put them together and it's just like, the music is kind of boring. Yeah. Kind well, of I, boring. I, I can't take, uh, that singer, Anthony Kiedis, Kiedis, uh, yeah. uh, Keister, Kitoris. Um, he, uh, he, uh, just, I, I, I can't take, especially when they go to sing. Yeah. Oh, that song. Please. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But he's saying, you know, I walked out to the door and I was thinking about what I would give for, you know, for, or just send them, you know, send them to voice lessons or something. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I can't, I can't ever make fun of a singer, but, but that was just, it's so bad. I know where this is going. And, and, you know, to, to have a wonderful rhythm section, just doing so much work. And then somebody just come in and take a crap. And I was like, God. <laughs> so, so it got me to thinking, and we used to do this as kids. Uh, we used to put, players from each band in a different band. And we would always say, so we were, we're back in the day, we were always what they call super groups today. We were putting these things mm. together back when we were nine years old, 10 years old, you're putting the, you know, what if we took this, you know, drummer and this, you know, and again, ours was all metal. We did, we didn't, we didn't, you couldn't take a, like a, what we thought was candy coated stuff like Duran Duran or, uh, you know, any, any of those big, big, big 80 bands. We couldn't see in through the, through the, to, to, to us, it was like just rolling a, a, a big, you know, uh, gumball or something down the road, big piece of candy. You couldn't see into it. Whereas you could in metal, you could always hear the drums. 
you could always hear the bass coming out, you know, and, and you know, the guitar players were always the, the loudest for some reason, you know, and, and you couldn't really have a crappy singer except Anthrax. Um, who, so, so, so if you take, if you take these players out and you put them into, to, uh, to other bands, that was, that was what. Okay. Yeah. You know, just to go back to your point about the other bands, it's like maybe they had a more homogenized sound, so you really couldn't tell. We can like, tell now. I, I just couldn't tell at the time because all the yeah. keyboards and all the. Well, I mean, I mean, you know, you know what band it is, but like yes. you wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to play. You know, like I mean, would you recognize Andy Taylor's guitar work from Duran Duran versus Power Station? Eh, probably not. No, nope. you know, cause it didn't really have a, a dynamic tone or, 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 and he's, or, he's way down in the mix. Well, that too, but, I, or uh, I like, but you, metal guys, you can recognize a drum sound. You can recognize a guitar tone. You can recognize a bass line anywhere. And you'd be like, Oh, that's so-and-so yes. that sound. Or to me, that sounds like so-and-so yes. check the record. Oh yeah. He must've yeah. done this one off or whatever. Singers too. I mean, obviously I think singers are easier because you just recognize the voice. Yes. Oh yeah. yeah. Instrumentalists. It's a little bit more challenging, but metals seem to have more of a, and, and, and punk, most of the players had a distinct voice and punk too. the same thing they yeah. had, they had so many, you know, you're, you're, you're David Byrne too. I mean, you put him in anything and you know it. Oh yeah. With, with that, Instantly. Just had that. Yeah. And, and again, that was, that was my favorite thing. I, I didn't like Elvis Costello as, as, as a kid. Cause it, to me, it had that little, it was a little raw, but then you get to where I am now and you're looking at those, those lyrics and you're hearing that, that the, the pretty dense, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. amazing, that's amazing a, stuff. That's the thing when we did that Elvis Costello tribute. It was like, I mean, I, I, I they, they sent me the list. It was like thirty something songs to learn, and I knew that Elvis was challenging anyway. And I sat down, and it took me a long time to kind of figure out what the deal was. And then I realized it's basically, it's this verse, it's this chorus done this way, but the second time, it's this verse, but he's going to add an extra measure. On yeah. the chorus, so it becomes an eight measure phrase is now a nine measure phrase. And our very first rehearsal that we had, it was like, okay, here's the first. I can't, I forget what song it was. Okay, here's the first song. Here we go. And I go one, two, a one, two, three, four, crash. Hey, stop. What? Can we hear the song again? Because it was just like it was so challenging that no one could remember what. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. we finally got it down, and we and it was fine. But but yeah, his stuff is. What song was that? Do I don't even remember. Do, it was yeah. something, something one of the easy ones. It was like. Um, uh, Angels want to wear my red shoes or something like that. I, I say easy, but yeah. every, yeah. every Elvis well, Costello song. The yeah. other band that reminds me of that is that so challenging and it doesn't sound that way is Squeeze. Oh yeah. And one of yeah. those, I mean, talk about uh, pro, not prolific, not just prolific, but instrumentation wise, it just, everybody, <sighs> everybody's working their ass off and it sounds like a, a bubblegum song. It yeah. sounds like a, yeah. but yeah. And I saw, um, Glenn Tilbrook in at the Continental Club, mm-hmm. just him and a twelve string guitar. And I, I have to tell you, he did more in, he did more on that stage in that hour and a half than I've seen eight piece bands do, you know, in an entire night. And that's when he was filming that documentary, right? Yeah. They, what so, so I was working at the Continental Club. It was still pretty, still pretty new at the time, and uh, Glenn was doing a tour of the United States in a. Um, Winnebago mm-hmm. and called up. We had, so we, there was a headliner that night. There was a band booked for that night and he called up and Pete Gordon to hit the dazzling Pete Gray to his credit. You know, he, he knew, he knows 
Pete knows everything. Pete is, Pete is, Pete is gone. He, so, you know, he knows who he's got on the phone and, uh, you know, hey, I'm looking for a place to like, yeah, get in here. We'll make it work. And they did the double, they did the double night and the place was mobbed. Yeah. The place was absolutely mobbed. And I saw people that I hadn't seen since I'd first moved to Houston mm-hmm. in there, in that, in the club that night. And everybody had this, there was dead silence in the place. Dead silence. And I, I want to say Chris uh, did ran sound that night, but whatever it was, the, the room just sounded like, uh, like I say, an eight piece band in there. Yeah. And he just, and he's, and, he, and he's really so unassuming and he, yeah. he doesn't, he's, he said, but he ripped on that 12 string guitar and he yeah. played the solos, played he, the solos. he sang the keyboard parts when he was, yeah. when he, when he, when he, you know, <laughs> he was just, imagine, imagine if you will, taking your, you know, t- just t- taking a deep breath and just singing one note or, or many, many notes for an hour and a half nonstop. Yeah. And it looked like, and then he, he didn't break a sweat. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, he, he blows me away. The, the, the fact that you... I'll tell him you said that. Yeah, that you can take music that's so intricate like that and 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 he plays it just by himself and it's still... Just everything is there. And I, I posted... I think I posted this on Facebook a long time ago. That I think it was him doing Another Nail in My Heart, which one of the reasons I love that song is he rips into the guitar solo immediately after the first chorus. <laughs> like he wastes no time getting there. It's this great solo. And when he plays it acoustically... He doesn't skip a note. He plays that entire solo, but it doesn't. Usually, when you when you have an acoustic guitar player who's trying to uh, jumps from a solo to from from the rhythm to the solo, it feels like something's missing. You know, sure. not when he plays. Yeah, you know the energy's there. It just it keeps chugging along. It's he's he's amazing. He did the same thing for "Is That Love." Uh, he he played the guitar solo on a twelve string guitar, and it looked like. And, and usually, especially when I go from from rhythm to lead, it sounds like somebody got hit in the head, and then you go, "Oh, okay, now we're, we're now we're in another spot." But again, I, I, exactly what you said. Yeah. There's just there's no there's it, it's it's fluid. It's beautiful. It's the, the the whole band are amazing. He is amazing plus spectacular handsome. Speaking of of, of uh, old numbers that we. we, we Recently, we're trying to think of old songs that we haven't played in a long time. It's that love is one we haven't played in years. We've never, now. We never played that one. We were we did it up to junction. No, we, no, we did this really early on, really early on. You, you were covering it, don't you remember? Uh, we no, yeah, yeah, you no. did. No, we didn't. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I've got recordings of it. It was one of every week. That was one of his regular his regular. Should you make that a Patreon exclusive? Yeah, well, if I can find it. But yeah, but I, it's been, I mean, I literally don't think we played that since, since Brian Vogel was in the band. It's been ages. But I would really love to hear this guy play it. I've played cool. up, up the Junction before in a band. I can play, whatever. And that I can play one, whatever yeah. you want me to play. Just tell me. I know. Tell me what to play. If you want me to play, I'll play it, damn it. I know. Yeah. Um, this is, again, this is a side note, but we are going to bring back, uh, Jeff said yesterday, that uh, Blackature. We're gonna bring that back. So mm. we, 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 yeah. <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna bring. I'll that, play anything but that. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna bring that back. We're gonna put. Um, we're gonna put the man from Omaha in a separate mm-hmm. in a separate piece, and we're gonna do Blaggerture again. So that's coming up. Yeah, man from Omaha about our friend uh, Jeff, Jeff Quinn. Quinn. Yeah, which we've talked about. This whole show we yeah. talk about that song. And yeah, him. yeah, um, yeah. So we, so. Glenn Tilbrook singing lead in what band? Ooh, 
Let's not squeeze. Uh, Don't he be a good fit for her? Oh, uh, I mean, you, I'd love you to hear him sing some Elvis Costello just because because of that range. Yeah, know? it's a little too close to home now. Yeah. Let's do it um, well, again, we, we, we were talking about them. Uh, about Saxon. Huh? Saxon? Saxon. Really? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm totally fucking with you. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, it'd be silly to put someone like that in, in like a metal category, but. but. No, but and, and to, to me, his, his voice is, is just lighter. It's just, oh, yeah. um, it, 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 it's, it's so smooth and it's, it's such a, a mid rangey uh, upper mm-hmm. I mean, register. Yeah, you think about the guys like Glenn, Elvis, Costello, Nick Lowe, Dave Edmonds. You know, they're all kind of cut from... Oh, fuck yeah, dude. He's awesome. Oh, my God. I think they're all kind of cut from the same... They're all contemporaries of each other, too. So they're all cut from the same kind of cloth. And and, kind of not similar songwriting, but interesting songwriting. They're all right interesting songs. Here's one that not a lot of people know, but Mark Knopfler asked Vince Gill to sing for him, to sing lead for him. And I still can't hear it to this day. I like Vince Gill, some stuff. Uh, a great guitar player. Ugh, and, and his guitar voice player. is killer, too. In Dire Straits, he one of them? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he asked him to sing lead. Um, I can't really see that. I, no, I, I can't see yeah. it either. But I could see Glenn Tilbrook singing for Dire Straits. Why? Yeah, sure. Well, just because he's got a little bit more... Uh, uh, hey, what's that song he actually meets, sang on one of his solo voice. records? Uh, Steel Town what was uh, uh, Silvertown Blues. Silvertown Blues. Incredible song, <sighs> yeah. If you if you get a chance, anybody gets a chance, look up Silvertown Blues by Mark Knopfler. Is that on Sailing to Philadelphia? <gasps> that's on, yes. Yeah. So that's why and he's also, got, while you're there, uh, Speedway at Nazareth. <laughs> oh, yeah, that is his God. masterpiece. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, actually, no, pretend I didn't say that because I'm going to rip that song off. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Um, yeah. Yeah, so, so uh, I, I, that's a, that's, Glenn Tilbrook's, that's a strange, that's a, It'd be a strange mix, I think, for anything. But I, I know he could do damage, uh, good damage, wherever he was placed. Because he's one of those people that doesn't just know music. He lives music. Mm-hmm. You know, you could tell by his... Yeah. Yeah, um, but also, though, you couldn't put him somewhere dumb. Like, you couldn't put him in, like, a straight-ahead pop band because it just wouldn't make any sense because it seems like he's too intelligent. Yeah. His, the way his yeah. lyrics are and the way his songs are crafted, it's too smart for, like, yeah. a, just a straight-up kind of pop even maybe even you too. I mean, he'd be too smart for you too, you know? Yeah. That, yeah. yeah that would and, be weird. You too has a few songs that are a little bit more in depth than, than, you know, uh, you know, they're still crappy, but I mean, you know, well, you see, I, 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 and I, I just like you too as a whole, but I have to say, that, uh, Bono as a lyricist is pretty, pretty Some interesting stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty. I, I, yeah. I, so, and I have to say, I like that. I like that style of lyric, uh, just you know, in the journey of the mm. lyric versus the, you know, application. Um, yeah, yeah. They were. I mean, as, as sick of them as we are now. I mean, they were an important, an important band in the eighties for sure. They kind of bridge this. This moving on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like Talking Heads. They kind of bridge this one of those one of those bridges between punk and uh, and modern, you know, mainstream music. Yeah, yeah. Time. But um, when they got mainstream, though, they got and and Talking Heads did it right. Once they got mainstream, they said, "Fuck it, we're done." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, there was there was some deeper reasons yeah, for no, that too. Yeah, but Chad's not going to devolve. Devolve in it. Yeah. Like, nah, know, I don't feel like it. Oh, <laughs> okay. So, what are some of your favorite folk duos? 
We're not doing that. Uh, Simon um, and Oates. Yeah. Paul and Garfunkel. That. But now, now that's a uh, uh, Hall and Oates. I, I, I know Daryl Hall's got, you know, a good voice and whatnot. But to me, it, it, it's kind of paper thin. I would love to hear Glenn Tilbrook sing uh, Daryl Hall's parts. I just be because, just because, now I, I love some of their, the, some of Daryl Hall and John Oates, some of their hits. Yeah. And I, I think that they're really, really well crafted. Mm-hmm. And those guys, when it just pisses me off watching the, the interview, you go, oh yeah, they wrote that. Oh, and that one, and that one, and that one. I said, t- they were unstoppable in the 80s. Yeah. They were, for the first part of the 80s, they were, yes. you couldn't they were stop huge. them. Huge. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I saw, uh, I saw a, a concert and they, they just, it just had to be mimed. There's no way in hell they were playing that. No way. No way. There's a massive band on the stage, and um, you'd had the uh, uh, G.E. Smith and... T. Bone Walk. Yes. Yeah. Mickey Curry on drums, I yeah. think. And that guy playing saxophone. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it was just way too polished. No, that, that's, that's... Yeah. Was it was this the one live from Dublin one that was on... TV, they've, they've done I didn't one see that one. This, I think this was New York or something. It was, yeah. But it was this massive stage, and they had helicopters. They had all kinds of... Jesus. Yeah, they yeah. had all kinds of t- angles and whatnot, and it was just... I, 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 I watched it, and I appreciate the, 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 the effort, but there's just no way in God's creator. I don't know. This is, the one I saw was live from Dublin, and it was, it was live. They were doing the thing. They were doing it great. But I was shocked at how lame... Daryl Hall's in between song banter was. <laughs> it was just like no effort at all. Yeah, and, yeah. Hey, how you doing? Play the next song. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Okay. Uh this one's called um Kisses on Your List. Here we go. You know, yeah. just like yeah. just like what the dude, after all these years you can't like be witty, be self effacing, be funny, be nothing. It's nothing yeah. at all. Delicious. I understand Terrible. how challenging that is because I've always had trouble with that. <laughs> and I I have you know d- Honestly, too, I haven't had enough practice with it in recent years, but I've learned a lot from watching this guy. Oh, yeah. Well, Patrick has it down. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's an art form. You're you know who doesn't have it down? Well, he's dead now. He's got nothing down, but six feet down. Ronnie James Dio. In, in between yeah. song yeah. banter. Hey, guys. Terrible. Yeah. Terrible. It's hilarious. It's hilarious. Just, just terrible. Well, just, and it's, uh, it's this contrast yeah. with the singing personality. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, thanks, guys. That was really nice. All right. We appreciate we'll do this one now. Yeah. Oh, this one. You know, yeah. just like. Yeah. I, but I, that's, that's another thing that I can't get over. And, and I just, it, it, it's, it's unforgivable is the, you have to bring a new, it, it, it's, it's a different show. It's a different time. It's a different place. You're in a new, even if you play Long Beach Arena for 12 nights in a row, or you play Madison Square Gardens, whatever it is, you're in a new spot all the time. So you need to have that. You need to have that. This is for you. This is your, like the live stream. Yeah, we can't see you. We know you're there. Yeah. And we, and, and we love the, the banter that goes on afterwards. And, you know, during, because we read the, yeah, the I, comments, I, haven't, yeah. I haven't got around to reading anything yet. Yesterday was a, was a mess. However, back to the original point, mm-hmm. it, so it's a new, sh- it's a new show. It's a new crowd. It's a new, you know, even if it's not the same crowd, even if it's the same people that came back to see you, you know, on your live. Well, show. yeah, but it's a, it's a but new day. You've got to get, you yeah. know, and, and, and one thing that, that one thing that we've, that I've learned is how appreciative we are of being able to do this for a living. Now that it's been taken away, now that it was actually just stopped in its tracks and you're left, 
you know, just out, out in the cold and you're, you know, you miss it. And so that's why when we did the live stream, we brought it back to the electric thing, to what we love to do. But even still, you've got to know where you are and you've got to give it its own mm-hmm. space because it's a brand, you know, so, and but that blows me away that you can't um, talk to the crowd. And even Freddie Mercury and, and, and the, the, the Wembley, the, 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 their most famous live recorded thing, you know, no, no, no. The the, the Live Aid was fine because no, oh, the, the one they no, did at Wembley a few yes. months after the qu- Queens, yeah, big, yeah, the big, big, yeah, whatever it was. It, I mean, they still didn't. Ha- I mean, t- to me, it didn't have the. You know, the, it was great the, the the singing back and forth, but the crowd that's that's always wonderful. But just the banter, the the you know. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's sometimes shocking that, and that's your. I mean, if you're the lead guy, lead singer. You're in the front of the band, but it's like we talked about the cheap tricks the same way. It's like Rob Zander doesn't do the talking. Uh, Rick, Rick, Rick Nielsen, yeah, yeah. and Rick does it. Kind of, well, even he's kind of like kind of crappy at it now. So it just boggles the mind that you spend your life in front of people. Yes, your whole life you should have something to say that's interesting. Yes. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. and Tom Petty, uh, he, he is famous for using the same mm-hmm. banter. Every single I played in like a band a with a guy that did the same banter every single gig. That would yeah. I, I would throw something at him. Yeah, I, I, I don't understand that. Yeah, crazy. and every story was the same story, no yeah. matter mm-hmm. if it was a weekly gig at the Broken Spoke or when we were on the road. It was the same story I over and that. over again. I, I just hate that, and I don't want to be in that. But you know what I hated the most besides that was that the bass player would laugh every single time. Hey, that's a, that's that's job security. You know why? Exactly, sucking up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i get well, it because you, you want to be because especially okay it's just the same story in a different venue every night and i get it you want to be engaging and stuff like that so maybe that was his way of being engaging with the audience was laughing at all the well, stupid ass lame ass jokes like, like Ed, Ed a McMahon. thousand times before yeah. like every man yeah <laughs> well yeah. i'm gonna i'm gonna I, I, oh, i'm gonna oh. tell you something you are correct sir if you <laughs> if you are in a band and you're and you're playing a show if you're in, if, if you're interested in keeping the crowd's attention and you're interested in putting on a show, then, and this drives me crazy about all bands, you know, small or, or, you know, or national or whatever. If you're on stage, you've got, it's a band. It's supposed to be a band. And if you're doing your own thing, watching your feet, not, Watching, you know, when, 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 when the drummer's got a thing, when the singer, with bass player's got, when anybody's doing their thing, you just got to kind of stand back and let them go. I do not like to, I'm not going to stand in front, unless there's no room. I'm not going to stand and not move. Mm. I'm going to get out of the way and stuff, you know, when you're doing your thing, I want to get out of the way. And because mm. usually, uh, usually because of, uh, and, uh, thanks to COVID now, I'm twice as uh, getting so big. Mm-hmm. I can, I can, uh, I can, uh, you know, block out your whole drum kit. Yeah. You know, so I want us to get out of the way. Okay you just got to be conscious of this. This is, it, it's a show and they, they, they want to see the drummer do his thing. They want to see the, you know, so if you're in a band, you've got to, it's, it's the give and take. And, and it just makes the, it just makes the show much more appealing. If, if you're a moving around and B giving the space to, to the person doing the, do, to doing the thing. And well, and, and if you're having fun, it's going to reflect on the audience. Say, well, they're really having fun up there. Yeah. Maybe I could have fun too. Yeah. I can get out there and dance, girl. Uh-huh. And it's, it's always, and that's why you mentioned the Tom Petty thing. I was thinking about that immediately when we started talking about this. That 
it, it makes it's, it just seems to make it less special because part of part of the, the the magic of going to a show is that you're seeing something that's only happening. Yeah, they may be playing the same songs every night on this tour, but this show is only happening one time. You're there to see it. Yes. And so you're like, man, that was great when this happened. And he said this between the songs. It's funny. And then you go and you see a video later. And it's the exact same thing. Every city. It's, it's, like, it's, hey. it's like, wait a minute. Yeah, but I've I'm, been I have cheated. to tell you too, it, as, as somebody that's messed up names and places, uh, I, I know, you know, you know, thank you, Detroit, and you're in Cleveland. You know, you're that, not that. Just you, dedication or something, and you mess up the name. There's there's just a lot of stuff going on, so you're so you're in that you're 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 on stage and you're trying to do your very best, and you're going to mispronounce a name or a a date or a an event or whatever it is. You're going to mispronounce it. You're going to miss you know misspeak or you know. But if you're honest, which you know we are on stage, we're we're not we're not playing crap that we're you know this is. Uh, uh, love shack we're not trying to get the dance floor we're doing what we do and if the dance floor is full or people are having fun and they're drinking out that's our goal but we're not there to suck up to the audience by and i i don't mean that people that come to see us know what they're getting but when we go into a new place we don't try to well this song and this song didn't work so let's do this one let's break out yeah one. no we don't do that yeah. and, and and nor should the the who's who's ever Speaking in between this, they should never patronize it because they can read that faster than anything. But you should at least just do a little bit of, like you say, this is this is the only show. Be in the moment, yeah. Yes, this is yeah. the only show that anybody's ever going to see right now, right here, mm-hmm. and you're gonna, yeah, yeah. I think for the, I think that Patrick, as a lead guide, has the the wit about him about yourself to say interesting things, funny things that are different. Most every single gig, even on the live stream, it's different and funny. And you know who else has that gift is uh, Alan Hill. Alan Hill has the ability to, when he does, when he do the oldies band stuff, he's always got a different joke or yeah. something funny to say or a funny lead into a song or yeah. something like that. So it's it's the it's the ability to have that kind of you know quick turnaround in your brain to to make things to make things interesting, not only for the audience but for the band i mean exactly you know exactly well, we, we've never played the same show twice right we've never played the same and we we always say that we've never but alan's alan's one of those people that has that he he's a, he's an encyclopedia when it comes to music i am not <laughs> i'm in the encyclopedia with, with the stuff that i like sure which is this this alan he knows a lot yeah, yeah he really does and we you know we had him on here and we're in awe of his his not only his musical history and his abilities, but again, his passion yeah. for yeah. the stuff. And if you don't have, you know, if you don't, not to say that people that can't, here's the, 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 I tell my kids all the time, I say, I'm deathly shy, which doesn't come off on stage. But if you knew the terror that was inside of here before that first note, it, it, it it's, sometimes uncontrollable i'm just shaking and sweating and all that stuff that comes with it but the, for the longest time my kids didn't believe it now they believe it because mm-hmm. i've you know over i don't didn't believe that you were shy yeah and getting up and standing up in front of people and talking is the most difficult and i tell them too i i say i remember the first note that i ever sang in public on a microphone and i wanted to throw up i wanted to faint i saw a star <laughs> i'm serious right before it 
And if it wasn't for our good friend, Davey Bryan, who said, get your fat ass up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, he, he was, he was as, as I mean, D- Davey's been a dear friend of ours for a long time. And, uh, uh, he actually, one of the first people I met in Houston and a killer guitar player, great singer, uh, folk and blues guy. But, uh, he, he coaxed me and coached me and pushed me in front of the microphone. And, and it was the biggest weight taken off yeah. once, once you did it. Yeah. But again, no banter, no, no idea of how to, 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 to work crowd, but you can, you can see it. You can see it in any performer. If you go out there and you just, you know, you go and see bands and you see, you, you see the one, you see the people that know how music works and how audiences work and how to deliver a live. Cause I don't care how, how gifted you are at your craft. Your, uh, our mighty orc comes to mind. If you're serious about what you do, you'll see that talent mixed with the banter, you know, that's that, that just keeps you there. You mm-hmm. just can't take your eyes off what's happening yeah. on the stage. Yeah. So what, let's talk about this for a second. What do you, what do you attribute to besides, I mean, that one moment of Davey pushing you on stage that first time, uh, being, you're saying that you are such a shy person, but it, it's, it's so you wouldn't really know that really. You'd, you mean you'd either have to tell people like you just did or like you have known you for years. Have you ever really seen that? Everyone knows now. What yeah. do you, what do you attribute that to? I mean, to over sort of overcoming that outwardly anyway, like what, what, what is it besides, besides being on stage and in, in general? What's it about? Yeah. But what, what if you what, could, is there something that you think that you've done to, to coach yourself above that? No, I'm still deathly terrified. I'm yeah. still deathly terrified of that first playing that first note on stage. Mm. Um, I remember. Uh, I mean, I, I I can remember a lot of shows where it's just okay, and yeah. go, and just you you have to get that first that first bit of noise out to kind of steady the ship. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I'm still still nervous about every single show. I think about it. Like yesterday was a classic example of how the the day got away from me and <laughs> due to no fault of my own, just d- mm-hmm. c- circumstances, you know, during the day just sent everything into a, a tailspin. And then when I get the text and you guys are at the space and already I'm, <gasps> I'm that far behind. I thought I was a little bit behind. I didn't know it's that far behind. Well, then, then you get there and you start setting up and you're just sweating profusely because I don't. It, it, it's disrespectful to be late. It's disrespectful to be, to be, to you know, kind of show up. And just that's why I, I hope I apologized a few times yesterday. But, the, but then on top of that, you get your, you get your, your, you full of energy because you, you, you know what you're about to do, and the nerves kind of stop you from. You don't want to get. I, I, I don't even want to get get ready too fast. Yeah, for the show because I I don't want that moment. You know, I got to get through that next moment of and go. That's it's, it's terrifying. Yeah, and I don't know why. I don't know why, and I don't like talking to you know lots of people on a microphone. And it doesn't. You know, this is this is fine. Obviously, I'm comfortable around you, but the standing up on a stage under the lights and talking to. It's it's terrifying. So what you do is you know you'll find I often single somebody out and 
focus on one talk to them one thing yeah, yeah. Oh, okay and then and then yeah. that, so that's that's kind of that's kind of a, a trick and the other thing is mm. to you know just stare at the back of the room find something at the back of the room and yeah stare and you know do you think but if i didn't oh so so yesterday again was a mess too because so with all that said all the being late and running and racing to to get ready uh you're 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 you don't have time to mentally prepare for the show so there's no so it's it's harder than to 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 be in that moment and to to give that performance that you want to give you know because people had come out you know the neighbors had come out and peter and kathy had come out they're sitting there and keith was filming and stuff and you know we're delighted to be playing we're delighted that to see all our you know all our friends and whatnot and then to see you know to know everybody online is seeing us I have to be ready for that. I have to be, you know, you want to, you know, and I don't want to forget people to thank, which is, mm-hmm. you know, because, oh, yeah. you yeah. know, we love what we do and yeah. we want to thank them. We want to thank them as much as we can because it's a, it's a, it really is a privilege to. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think the live stream adds a little bit of an extra element too, because people are chiming in about what songs they want to hear or they've donated money or whatever else. So then it becomes another issue. Like you just said, Whereas a live show is just like, hey, thanks for coming out, everybody. Yeah. Great to see you, kind of a thing. Whereas this one is a little more like, I guess it's a checklist of anything. But how about that first track we played yesterday? Wasn't that awesome? <laughs> <laughs> what, the- <laughs> what did we play? Moon, what was the first song? Moon Moonshiner. Oh, yeah. None of us could hear the guitar in our, in our, in our <laughs> monitors for some reason. And I counted off yeah. one, two, a one, two, three, four. And I think, I think Jeff went one, Two, diddle, diddle. yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. This bit. And he came in early. I was like, "Oh shit, I guess we're starting." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but see, that's the beauty of that's that's the beauty of like, you know, like you said, getting that first bit of noise out, and then once you hit the verse, we were totally locked in and totally yeah. ready to play. The beginning was kind of a yeah weird weird thing, but that's what live music is. I mean, live yeah. music is gonna you're gonna have mistakes. Well, we're music. still getting used to the in ear the in ear monitors. We just got these before the shutdown, and so we've only had a handful of times to play with them since then. So it's we get up there, and I think we forget because in the past it didn't matter. We we're so we're so used to just plugging in and going, dude. Spot check, line check, whatever. Okay, let's go. That's what we're known for, and people always talk about how quick we are in setup. But now we get there, like, oh crap, I, I can hear myself. You used to not have to worry about other people's volume levels, you know. It's like even if the guitar was, I could, I, I didn't have to ever worry about not being hear Patch's guitar. And now it's like, well, shit, I can't hear him at all. <laughs> I have no idea where we are. <laughs> so, yeah, it's 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 fine. We'll, we'll, we'll get better at that. So, yeah. apologies to anybody. No, we won't. No, we won't. Yeah. <laughs> no, we won't. I could hear the guitar great. I was having fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, this is. <laughs> uh, tr- tr- Truly, truly wonderful time yesterday. I, it's just, and it's nice to it was to, fun to go back to three three soaking wet shirts at the end. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think because uh, I ran in the afternoon. I went for for you know had to clear the house and uh, so it was a uh, you know I was tired after that shit. Yeah. After that set. I think but also I think I was telling Chad because Chad and I both said we were tired after. I think it's just playing outside. In the heat. Yeah, I was wiped out. Whoa, 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 we're, out of, we're out of we're out of practice. Yeah, yeah. We used to do this three and four times a week. Yeah, yeah. and now we're not. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I've got and it. The temperature's oh. gone up a, a little bit. Yeah, it's it's ninety seven. Yeah, ninety seven. A little warm. Yeah, summer's here. Yeah, yeah. So we, you know, we're gonna. Hopefully, I'm gonna lose some of this uh, some of this COVID COVID, COVID fringe fr- fridge tripping. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, when I when I when I showed up at, uh, at Keith Keith's place, ANA Supply yesterday, uh, our friends uh, Steve Candelari, yeah, and Dave Blessing. Yeah, I'm trying to remember his last name. I'm not sure, what Dave's name last the name bass player. Uh, they were there scoping out the place because they're doing a live stream there today, later today, which I'm really looking forward to. What's seeing. that band called? I think Engine Engine Driver, which is a quote. It's a quote from a a Who song. They're a Who a cover. Very band. obscure quote. Yeah, I think. It's it's from a quick one while she's away. Okay, uh, that's one of the parts of that. That's like a mini opera. One of them is yeah. uh, I'm an engine. My name is Ivor. I'm an engine driver. I think something like that. Interesting. He's the guy that has the the affair with. He's the guy who has the quick one yeah, <laughs> while he's away, not she's away. While he's enough. away, okay. obviously. Anyway, yeah. But uh, when they showed up there, we were t- the first thing we talked about was the heat. <laughs> like it's kind of hot today. It's like yeah, that was fun while it lasted. Oh well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, they got a little bit more cloud cover today, so they should be, they should be all right. But, but, uh, yeah. So yeah, it's fun. It's funny. It's, you know, it's funny, like prepping, prepping for gigs and stuff like that. When the very first gig I did with you guys this year at Tom, uh, T-Bone Tom's, I was fucking scared shitless. I really was not because I know how to play the drums, but because I want to make sure that everything was right for you guys. And, and, and having all those people there that have seen you guys a thousand times with Mike, you know, I didn't want to be like, you know, screwing up or not bringing the right um, tone or attitude to the songs. But over time now it's just become, what's the first song? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. And then we just start, you know, and, it, and but the, the, the stage, the pre-show jitters have pretty much gone away. Yeah. You get, I mean, that's, I've noticed that with myself. We, we had, we, we had a whole couple of shows. We talked about nervousness uh, last year at some point, but uh, it has become, I don't think I grapple with nervousness as much as, as you still do. And I say grapple, I mean, it's nobody notices that you're grappling with it. You know, I know it's all internal because, and obviously the reason is that you're, you're the one who always has to talk. I love the fact that I don't have to talk. <laughs> I could cherish that fact that it, it even not, not only does, uh, even if I wanted to talk, I think really in the show, and I, I'm happy about that, that it, I, I purposely stay off the mic because I don't want to step on his, his game, sure. you know? And that, that to me, that's like, I, I likened it, I've always likened it to um, a Penn and Teller, where there's a really clear <laughs> role, really clear <laughs> roles that they play. It's like, I think, is it Penn, the one who talks? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, he's so good at it. There's no reason for Teller to talk. Yeah. And it's just, and he, he plays that up and I love that part of it. But, but uh, I used to, like you're saying, the very first time I went on stage, it was similar. That was your first time on stage with, with that show with Davey. My first time was in high school with with Elemental Penguin, my 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 Talking Heads slash Beatles cover band. Jesus, <laughs> it's a lot to take in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. My the very first it was funny. My actually the very first time I played was was a solo gig I did. Just one song I played at the media fair at HSPBA. I played one original song that I'd written, and I, I'm sure I was nervous that night too. But for some reason, I don't really remember being like horrified about going on. I don't know why. But the first time I played with the band, which was at a school dance. Um, everybody sitting there, a very attentive audience, just just waiting for us to come out. And uh, I was literally hyperventilating. And oh my and god, all between and crazy. Camille Zamora, who's an opera singer now, she's she's I think she's with the New York Opera. And she <clears throat> she was one of our backup singers, and she came up like she because she, she, being a singer and being a performer, she'd been she already knew she's been coached on how to deal with nervousness. And she assured me, it's like, you know, you're going to be fine. You're going to be fine. Just breathe, breathe, deep breaths. 
It's like, it's, and it's a good thing that you're nervous. You know, that's a sign of a good performer that you're nervous. It means you care about what you're about to do. It's got a point essentially. So, but yeah, that's, it, it's, it's, it's kind of interesting to me too, that, that it seems to be a, um, an industry, um, a regular, a usual thing of, or a common thing in the industry that, that music or musicians, musicians who perform seem to be more introverted and, and shy than you might think. Some of them, it's kind of obvious that they're shy, like people like David Byrne, you know, he, he kind of, that's always kind of been worked into his stage presence that he's kind of awkward and so forth. But that, that seems to be more common in musicians than it is like in like actors, for example, you know, who, a lot of actors I know, a lot of thespian people are just naturally extremely gregarious and, and out mm. there and outgoing. Musicians tend to be more, more introverted, generally. Yeah, uh-huh. I, but I, I do want to say, too, on, on the, the, the banter part, the thing that, well, a pet peeve of mine is everybody on stage with a microphone, everybody on stage yeah. doing their, and a lot of times it can be fun, but most of the time it's going to be You've got a really funny thing, and by the time you do it, by the time your punchline comes, it's yeah. You know, you've already got your uh, your your response to it, and maybe the retort steps on the thing, and then it doesn't it doesn't um, it ends up being nothing. Just yeah. It ends up just being noise. Yeah, and that drives me up the wall mm-hmm. again. That's the band thing. You're in a band, and if if, if you chances are, if Eric's talking, there's going to be a punchline, right? Just, just, how, just how it just is. Just saying. Just how it is. <laughs> yeah. Just saying. So maybe just take that. Just take an extra little breath and just let them finish before you go. Oh, and my grandmother likes to. Hey, we know your grandmother's a squirter. Let's get, keep it. You know, keep it quiet. Let 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 the thing run its course. You know, she squirts dust now. Put, yeah, there's a punchline. Well, here's the thing. You see, I, I was just talked over exactly because I hadn't done. But I timed it that way. I timed it so yeah. that you were talking. So when you when you have your when you have your you're give and take to there's a rhythm to it and to have the that constant chatter my, my, first of all never give an irishman a microphone <laughs> we learned that at, at, at yeah you know at you know playing these you know the celtic supporters uh christmas parties and whatnot mm. scotsmen as well don't give them microphones right ever because they just they won't Oh, I see what you did there. Okay. <laughs> so, no, but really, please don't ever. The second thing is when you have that noise, when you have that constant banter between the band, the punchline never comes out and your point's never taken and your band's not taken seriously because you're not, you know? Mm-hmm, that's probably, mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. probably how they play. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah? Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. <laughs> so when you... <laughs> I think I'll <laughs> Uh, wait, wait, um, anyway, that so the so the yeah we learned the hard way of when you when you play a wedding when you play a you know Southern sport and you put the microphone you give the microphone to somebody they want to get up and say a few words a they don't know how to use a mic so they're ah oh, well yeah and you can't hear anything they're way up too yes. close feeding it back and, and then the second thing is the uh. Yes, they're too close on the... Or they put but, their hand over it. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, they see the rappers, you know, and holding the mics like this or, yeah. or talking what, yeah. what, with, your, with your thing over your nose or yeah. however you want to do it. It's not going to be the right, you know, it's not going to be the right dynamic for what you need. So you, you go through all that crap and then 
you know, to, to, to say nothing to all as you're doing is you're running people off the, off the, you know, out of the room by letting the, the, this, this banter, this jabber, this yapping go on for, yeah. you know, yeah. an, an excruciating amount of time. So I think it's just as important as the musicality in a show, the, the banter. And, you know, and that's why, yeah, like you say, these bands who think that they're being funny, you know, yeah. having everybody, hey, yeah. you know, like some kind of morning zoo show. Yeah. And let, so some bands might be really good at that. And I'm struggling to think of one now yeah. where there's more than one person talking where it's funny. The only, the only show that came to mind was, and it wasn't even really a band. It was uh, the, the Finn brothers. It was Neil Finn and Tim Finn were doing a solo tour together. Just the two of them playing. It was yeah. one of the greatest shows I saw uh, in the nineties. I think uh, the two of them had a natural back and forth. Yes. But they're brothers, you know? Yeah. So you expect that, but there this- aren't, there aren't uh, the, the Finn brothers. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. Um, those guys, mm-hmm. they were, they were, they were just total naturals at it. But, uh, I haven't seen a whole lot of bands where there was more than one person talking where, where it worked, you know, sometimes just like, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just, it, yeah. Anyway, it turns into a big mess most yep. of the time. Except on that live, there's that live police record from 1977 or something like that in Boston. So if you buy, so now that they, they 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 basically they packaged the live from seventy seven Boston Orpheum concert with the synchronicity live from Atlanta, one that they made the video of. Oh yeah. Um. So you know, kind of like the bookends of their career, basically. And uh, and uh, the great thing about the one in seventy seven is uh, Sting says something on the microphone, and you hear Stewart shout like so is your mother or something like that you know so sting says something about a song and it and it's and and stewart finds a way to be derogatory about it because he's obviously pissed at sting like he always was the whole career basically but it's like <laughs> so is your mother or, or yeah. something like that you know so so yeah. it's that kind of stage banter which is fun yeah that's yeah. fun <laughs> yes yeah. little that's outfers fun. like that well, I, that's I, I, he doesn't have a microphone so he's shouting it so like right. the drum, yes, microphone, the background, the right. drum microphone yeah, yeah that's that's, yeah. that's different yeah fuck your mother or something like that yeah, yeah I, well yeah. i've got your I've, i i remember when we first started playing with you full time and you you know, I said, Eric, see Hughes on the drums. You said, hey, hi, hi, how you doing? And it came out. I was like, cool, because I could hear it. <laughs> and it was, uh, but that's, that's, that's cool. That's different, I, yeah. It's, it, it, it's when the, well, uh, on my way here, my time, hey, my, my dog's got no nose. How does he smell? You know, it's just no, just, yeah, there's no, there's no rhythm to it. And there's no, and he, but, and, but I think it would be even worse if it was a rehearsed. Oh, God. You know, a, re- a rehearsed four or five way thing. I think that would be worse. I think because and you've got to give the audience credit too. They can read into anything. You mm-hmm. you can t- you know you can tell if it's a bunch of musicians that are that are playing together for money. You know if it's a not, not, I, I I don't mean that for you know obviously we play for money. We get but, paid for this, yeah. <laughs> uh, but if it's a band that does, and I know musicians that that just are playing for a paycheck. Meaning it's not anything that comes naturally to them. They learned this stuff to go out and to make the maximum dollar with X, Y, or Z. So, so they're coming out and they're trying to, uh, they're not trying to, they're just going through the motions mm. for, for, you know, from there's us. corporate bands that are like yes. that. I mean, they're actually, their jo- their job is to be in a, in a corporate band that yes. goes out and finds private parties and they've, here's the set list. And I can tell you all kinds of stories about this guy. We play this band. Oh my God. I can't remember the name of the band. I'll find out for it. That'll be another story. But the idea, like exactly what you're saying, they just go out and they play corporate parties and yes. it's 
it's like who can make the gig? Can yes. you make it? Okay, we need to find a guitar player, yeah. and they have a roster of musicians yeah. that they pick from, and it's all yeah. pre-programmed or whatever. Spasmatics, classic spasmatics. Yeah. Oh, I mean, so, 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 so it's oh, cool. shit. No, no, but easy, yeah. easy boy. Yeah. So now, now Chad's excited. Chad, Chad applied, but for how many a job spasmatics are there? <laughs> but he didn't. Are there four? Exactly. Different it's a franchise. Fans? Yeah. It's a franchise. So, so, so they, 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 the songs, the backing tracks are all sold to these guys, and they go out and they do their thing. And the now. I've seen the show and it's wonderful once, but it's like buying a comedy CD. Why would you buy a comedy CD? And again, I hats off to these comedians. I don't think the comedians get half the, the credit they deserve. And I think the comedians should be running the country. I really <laughs> do. I think Doug Stanhope, Dave Chappelle, Cat Williams, um, Bill Burr, Bill Burr, uh, Jim Gaffigan. I, like I think Burr. these people should be in charge and I'm not I'm not joking when I say that, but we'll talk about that another time. But when you have the audience can see right through a corporate band like that. Now, not the pe- not the corporations, not the people that go to the party and get out and dance to Brick House. No, that, that that's, they that's can't the function. See. Yes, that's the function. That, exactly. But musicians that's, will be like, yes, like Spinal Tap. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So when you when you go to a show at the Continental Club, you can see right through those guys if they came out and they did a. Uh, 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 an impromptu jam session at the Continental Club. The Continental crowd will see right through that. Oh yeah! If you get those corporate monkeys in there to do that stuff, then they'll see right through it. However, some of those players, when they do what they love, they're not getting the same money as they were getting for that sure. corporate gig. Right. But when you see them play what they love, that's what you want to see. That's what the crowd will eat up and they'll stay for and they'll cheer for and they'll dance for. That's what they're going for. Mm-hmm. So when you when you have this Mickey Mouse, you know, like you say, the roster of musicians oh, yeah. Yeah. That, that can play, the, sure. that's for money. That's only for money. That's not for any kind of love of the game or I don't know anybody that wants to go out and play Love Shack. Seriously. I don't, I, I mean, like I was talking about the bar that was playing Red, Red Hot Chili Peppers and mm-hmm. they find the worst music to play every day Every night, and I need to, I need to to hire somebody to go sit outside the club, and write down the names of these, and I'll list you off. Make, that. make a set list. I'll yeah. let, I'll, I'll list you off to you know, write the set list out, and there won't be anybody that'll be that'll be. Everybody's going to be swinging from a rope by the end of it. <laughs> it's <laughs> the worst. Johnny was That's a schoolboy, <laughs> tar in his hand. <laughs> but you know what that song needs. Na 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 na. They need a na 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 number. Oh, oh wait. they need a. Oh wait, they do have. Uh, how's it go? Na na na. I can't even fucking sing <laughs> yeah, it in tune. Good, yeah, good, good. Thing. That's okay. Yeah, that's uh-huh. okay. Yeah. Anyway. Um, I don't know if you know this. We we actually played a gig with the Spasmatics uh, once. Conversation. How'd that turn out? Yeah, it was it was it was it was definitely educational because I'd never seen a band doing or playing to that. We we seen bands with pre recorded you know tracks you know. Or, or sequence things that they're playing along to. That's this was this was a something way beyond that because uh, we it was a private party we played for I think the physics department at or chemistry department at, at College Station. Yeah, and um, we played first, and then spasmatics I came on. Roughly so. Yeah, and I heard I'd heard things about spasmatics uh, for years. I, they're the really great eighties cover band. So I'm like, okay, cool. So I was I was really interested to see them. It was clear watching them sound check that the number one, the drummer was a real drummer. He was really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, um, so that, that was like, okay, maybe this is going to be good. And, and then show started and it did sound good. 
and Patrick and I were standing back by the sound guy. I think it was, uh, was it, was it Kevin? Kevin? I think it might have been, yeah. Possibly, yeah. And we, yeah. we were standing there going, huh. And, and the guy, sound guy leans over and goes, don't, don't be impressed. <laughs> Almost everything you're hearing is pre-recorded. Like, you're like, well, how much? He was like, like 95% of it. Did, did he let us hear on the headphones? The I think he handed it to you. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I remember, vaguely remember him putting that, and we played just the, just the pre-recorded track. And it was everything we were watching yeah. at that moment. Yeah. So I they, think, so I they think, don't play their instruments? Ver, the drummer was. That's the only thing I can verify. The drummer was, and but but there there, there are pre-recorded drum tracks. Uh, you know, oh, there, in there are. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm. But but again, it does take it does take a lot of skill to play to a click track and to play uh, to play. Oh, well, I got a story about that. Yeah. 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 There is there is there is a gift. I mean, I was we, I was having trouble just playing with the click track on uh, uh, the the last recording session. It was just coming in, and as soon as I start singing, because in your head it's it, it, it's it's like a, it, your voice takes over and compresses everything else. So it was taking the beat out, and I was trying to sing, and then tr- so it, it's it, it is it's extremely difficult mm-hmm. to sing, play, and hold the time down. Yeah, and you know, so so there's a thing to that. But listening to the keyboard parts, the shakers, the the, all the stuff that was in the in the mix at that moment mm-hmm. when, when and you're watching and you it's just even to mime it, it is difficult yeah. but they were they were they were miming it yeah they and they I have to say as, as far as that goes they were doing a great job yeah <laughs> miming those tracks because even I was fooled yeah. uh, at least for the first couple of songs and well at least until, until I was informed <laughs> so yeah I don't remember which happened first wow uh, but but uh you know, it's essentially they're basically. It's like those, 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 those. You go to a, a, a theme park, an amusement park, and they've got these these right. shows where the actors are up there singing, and everything, everything they're doing is mimed to a pre-recorded track. Even the even the talk, even the speech, yeah. You know, and yeah, nothing yeah. is live. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like that. You know, like, so I, I think of those people as more more of actors than than musicians in a way. So, you know, it was it was it was clearly. Right. The business model seemed to be working because, you know, yeah. freaking franchise. I, I yeah. remember reading about them. I think it was, I think it was based in Chicago or something like that. I think there was a spasmatics in Chicago. I have no idea. I've already lost interest in it. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. It, it's fascinating to me, but it has nothing to do with, with, you know, actual. Yeah. Well, we, 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 we played beside the, the spasmatics in Austin. It seemed like, that's right. Yeah. Seemed like there was Cedar, Cedar, Cedar street. Yeah. street. Yeah. yeah. And we'd be playing a, a thing and we're loud and obnoxious and, you know, just, and every kind of genre in, you know, so, and they were packed. They were absolutely packed, but we were packed too. You know, we, we had a, we had a, you know, we had a great, and ours, ours was the, the same crowd. Theirs was a different crowd sure. all the time. Yeah. Again, it's like buying a comedy CD. You know, the punchline, you know, what the, what, what their, what their, what their, stage show is mm-hmm. they do the same thing and the the same so i i don't want to see the same show twice we just talked about that <laughs> yeah i know you know why would you want to so you know rock and roll i guess is what you make it but man you know it's all about choices yeah <laughs> as a side yeah. story about that i always think about this when i think of those guys when we uh, at, at fado there are many, many stories we could tell about things that happen in the alleyway behind Fado. Uh, oh, hilarious things, funny things. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
uh, for, I think it was about I mean, the span of maybe about a year. At, w- at one point, the city decided that they were going to post a sign saying you were only allowed to drive through the alleyway one direction. And that was from, from Colorado to Lavaca. Um, and which was really annoying. And there, there was, it wasn't it was just Fido and Cedar Street. There was, there was also uh, Lucky's on the other side of the block. Mm-hmm. And there was Antone's right there. Um, that's where Antunes used to be. And um, so you, you couldn't, there was always somebody coming and going and you were always, the chances were really good that you were going to get blocked in, whether you were loading or unloading, whatever it was. And uh, so we tried to obey this rule for, you know, when, when they first instituted it, but it quickly became obvious that it was completely unworkable because usually there would be somebody like somebody would be loading into Lucky's in the middle, in, in the middle of the alleyway. So if you came in the right way, you'd have to sit there and wait for them to finish before sure. you could proceed to Fado and unload our stuff. So we, we very quickly said, forget this. We're not going to obey this rule. And there's one time, this, the routine was at Fado that uh, we would unload the stuff and then I'd take the van and, and go and park it at the post office a couple blocks away. Uh, and then I'd go get the van and bring it back when we're ready to leave. So one, this one, at the end of the night, I was trying to bring the van, van back. And that was, that was an operation in itself sometimes, depending how bad traffic was. I had to try to figure out how I was going to, Sometimes it would take a while. Sometimes it would yep. take me like 20 minutes to get back to the pub, depending on how bad the traffic was. But anyway, this particular time, I'm sitting there waiting to get in the alleyway, and very frequently, that you know, didn't matter. Both sides of the alleyway would be blocked by somebody or something going on. This time, the bass player from Spasmatics was coming out in his little VW bug and some friends of his in the, in the thing. And he, he pulls the edge, edge of the end of the alleyway, and he sees me waiting there in the van. Uh, and he points at the sign. <laughs> You're coming in the wrong way. You're supposed to go around. Oh my I was God. just sitting there. Oh, really? He just like, he thinks maybe he can't hear me. I'll say it again. I'm yeah. like, would you get the, <laughs> get the hell out of the way? He gets all, he gets all mad and speeds off like freaking moron. Good I'm not going to get out of the van and explain to you why I'm not. <laughs> you know, I'm glad he chose the role of bass player and alley police. That night. <laughs> I was like, what the hell are you I'm doing? I'm sure he's a better man for he, it. He's trying to, you know, how how was me getting in there after you're leaving inconveniencing you yeah, at all? Exactly. Are anyway, you leaving? Yeah. That's another yeah. reason why I don't like those guys. <laughs> yeah. anyway, it was the same bass player who was who, who was in the band when 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 we played the show with them too. See? Whatever that guy was. See, we should have so. killed him that night. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so are we gonna are we gonna uh, sing Happy Birthday to Judy? Let's do it. Yeah. All right. <sighs> Happy birthday to you, Judy. Happy birthday to you, Judy. Happy birthday, dear Judy. Happy birthday to you and many more. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's it's a little late now, but uh, happy birthday and um, yeah, and 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 uh, again, thanks for listening and telling your friends and telling your enemies and uh, we're we're. Uh, dying to get back and see you so uh keep keep an eye on that we're not uh, dying we don't want to die well i, I mean I do. You know, I, I do yeah i mean we're all slowly dying hopefully mm-hmm. that's not a few more i got a few more good years i think i always find myself second guessing whenever i'm trying to say something i'm dying to do this or this that this guy's killing it <laughs> stuff like that. well i was I'm hoping like, that this is the right time to be, be using those smart enough to uh to figure out what i'm saying but anyway uh <laughs> present company excuse um so we uh listen thanks for listening and uh we cannot wait well i'm dying to see you they can't wait to see you and uh we <laughs> cannot 
death. cannot thank you enough either, but I'm dying to thank you enough for everything. <laughs> and uh, we'll see you all very, very soon. And don't go changing. Say no to drugs unless you're sharing and wash your hands. Yes. Fair enough. All right. <laughs> see you, folks. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you. See you next week.